Hello, and welcome to Ready, Set, Free podcast with your host, Kai Wilson, where we want you to be financially free, emotionally free, spiritually free, and physically free. First of all, let me thank everybody. We are, at the time I'm recording this, I'm only three days into my initial podcast release from episode one. And oh my goodness, I am so appreciative. We had listeners from six different countries in a matter of three days. So thank you guys so much. Listeners from United States, we had France, we had Canada, we had Germany, we had Puerto Rico, we had South Africa. And that was just three days. It's only been three days. So by the time you hear this, it'll be a week, but it's, it's only been three days now since I actually released. So thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. I will start sharing comments. I haven't honestly, full disclosure, I haven't figured out how to get all the comments yet. So I will start sharing some of the comments, but I appreciate everyone that participated. I appreciate everybody who's participating in the trivia that I have going on my social media. So I'll be um, sending out those gifts this week. And um, I got one very special um, comment that came in that I, I thought was really special. So I wanted to play it. It actually came to me from South Africa. And I'm going to play the comment because it's, um, it's a saying in a different language. So I'm not going to be able to pronounce it correctly or say it correctly. So I'm going to play it for you. But it came from um, a gentleman named Lebo. He lives in Soweto in Johannesburg, South Africa. And he just gave me the sweetest um, re review of the podcast. And so I'm going to share it right now. Hold on. It says, It's a Zulu phrase that says, you strike a woman, you strike a rock. Usually it, has, it was a slogan for uh, ANC Women's League. During, uh, during a part of time when the women went to exile as part of controversies, there was a, there was a, 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 a military unit in Quadro. Quadro was one of the strongest uh, prison for, the, for those who were sell out in the military wing of ANC, which is in Contevesizo, which was a stronghold for the women. They used to call themselves uh, Imbogoto. So then they came up with a slogan that says, which means you strike a woman, you strike a rock. Okay, so hopefully you understood that, but the gist of it is you strike a woman, you strike a rock. And that was his comment to um, the podcast episode number one. So I feel really honored to have somebody say that about me. I don't take it lightly. Thank you very much. Everybody, please continue to rate and review and subscribe and send comments however you can. Next week, I'll share a lot more comments once I can figure out how to compile them all in one place. So thank you very much. All right. So today we are going to start um, discussing credit. And in credit, um, I'm going to take us back kind of to my beginning. And I have some friends here with me, but I'm going to take us back to the beginning when I had my first experience with credit. Okay, so full disclosure, my credit is, is decent now. It's been decent for a while, but it did not start that way. I started off like many other Americans probably. So we're going to talk about that. Just again, let you get to know me 
and I'll talk about where I started and we'll talk a little bit about how I repaired it and how I got to where I am now. And in later podcasts, we'll do a lot more focus on the steps you really should start taking to repair credit if you need to repair credit or if you just want to increase your score. We'll talk more in detail later in other podcasts on how to, um, excuse me, how to improve your scores. So let me start first by saying welcome. I have two very special guests here with me today. I've known these ladies 30 years, I guess, 31, 30 years. 29, um, don't add one more yet. <laughs> sorry, 29 <laughs> years. I've known these ladies 29 years. I love them to death. They're my very close friends. So let me say welcome first to Carla. Hello. Carla and, Carla and I um, met 29 years ago in 1991. And I have a second guest in here who I've also known 29 years. Her name is Keisha. Hi there. Thanks for having us, Kai. Yay. Yay. Um, okay, so 29 years ago, what were we doing? Where were we? Who wants to answer? <laughs> we were in Augusta, Georgia Ooh. at Payne College, go HBCU. Lions. HBCU. Woo, go Lions. And um, we were trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we figured it out. To put it mildly. <laughs> So yeah, so we started paying college in Augusta, Georgia, August of 2000, oh, ooh, hello, August of 1991, yes. 1991. Yes. so where we're going to go here, why I invited these ladies is because we all had a very similar uh, beginning at paying college. Not only were we really good friends, we were really good um, hanging partners and shopping buddies. Apparently we like to shop. So where, where we're going to start this story today or this discussion is about how our shopping habits started. Yes, we were codependent. Our, yeah, how we started our credit history. It literally was the first thing that went on our credit. So, um, okay, so let me just start first. First thing that went on our credit was, um, first thing that went on my credit was student loans. So we all, did we all three have student loans? Oh, at yeah. Yes, okay, we did. So none of us are independently wealth, wealthy, full disclosure. We didn't come to Payne with mm -mm. bags of money. Parents didn't drop off tuition paid in full. So first experience is student loans. Not much you can do to get away from that. Got to go to the uh, um, student loan or not student, financial aid office. Financial aid office, fill out all, all of our papers, you know, all the hoops. That's a pretty controlled atmosphere at that point, except. Remember, you used to be able to apply for loans for more than your tuition, or somehow you could scan, con the system, and you could get a refund check. I didn't, I didn't do that. I wasn't one that ever got these big refund checks. But anyway, so student loans. But now, let's talk about these credit cards, college credit cards. So do you guys remember when we first got the first credit card offer at Payne College? Yes. Absolutely. When, when did it happen? Like two days after we got it. <laughs> they were actually set up in yeah. front of the student center. Yeah, they were. So when you first arrived on campus, you, um, you know, you walked to see the student center. They had tables out there. They gave away gifts. And who doesn't like a free gift oh, just to I sign a piece of paper? Yeah. So, yeah, they, I remember it distinctly. They, they were set up outside waiting for us. Like it was at registration. Yeah. Yeah. It was at our registration. We went into the um it was a little vestibule area in front of the bookstore and the cafeteria and they had all those little tables set up. Absolutely. 
And for a new college student, it kind of looked like it was part of registration, really. I mean, it was it was our very first registration ever, so we didn't know what we were doing. Right. But they had the people set up there, and the banks were there, and just come on over, get your free gift, sign this form, and you'll get a credit card. And I don't remember my parents having credit cards. So the, the whole credit card thing was very new to me. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, I was first-generation college mm-hmm. student, so I didn't have the, you know, the um, – I guess the legacy of my parents or even them just saying to me, this is what you expect. This is kind of what you stay away from, you know, as far as that's concerned or credit. Like there was no conversation about it. So I didn't know to stay away from it. I didn't know what it meant. You know, like you said, it was just, it was going to come later. It was just attractive. (laughs) Like, Oh, somebody trusts me to give me this. I must be special. So why not take it? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember the very first thing I got with my credit card. So, first off, the first credit card that I got was a Visa card for $500. I'll never forget it. I don't remember even applying for this card. It just came. It was like Christmas. Hey! But what I do remember was I wore glasses and I wanted contacts. Mm -hmm. And so, the first thing I purchased were contact lenses. Oh, I didn't know that. That was the first (laughs) thing I got. Wow. And, and then I went to, right. well, it was responsible. <laughs> right. right. I went and got contests and then I went to the store to shop. Of course. And now $500 then was like right. a lot of money. Like you could get like well, a lot of Well, to any 17 year old, yes. or eight, well, really 18 year old. Yes. Or, yeah. But yeah, I don't even remember applying for that car. I remember it just came with my name on it. Like, yeah. da-da. I don't remember applying too much at the the registration. I remember them being there and I, I I believe I did. I can't remember. But you know, in a few minutes we're going to get to the store cards. That I remember. I don't remember the ones at the registration, but I definitely remember going to the malls. So, I commend you that Carla purchased contact lenses. That was very responsible. I don't remember I don't even remember buying books. Probably the only <laughs> responsible <laughs> purchase I made. Books, it was definitely school. not school related, you know, except for the fact you had to have nice clothes to go to school. Right. Well, I mean, if you want to count that as, you know, a smart yes. purchase because, you know, you had Absolutely. to go to school, then we can count that. But still not the best idea at that time. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we've kind of established that Carla mentioned the $500 limit. I do remember the limits were low, were relatively low. Um, I think about it now. I didn't have a job. I didn't even live in Georgia. Heck, I came from Illinois down to Augusta. I didn't know Jack Diddley about anything. I had no job. Carla, you didn't have a job. Keisha? Absolutely Keisha had no job. So we had no income. We had no credit history. (laughs) We didn't even know what credit cards were. And we never looked at the interest rate on No, we didn't look at any Well, we didn't know to. No. No, We didn't know know what interest rates were. No, we could charge. I think we just signed a paper. We had a pulse. We had a signature, <laughs> we had, and we, we had, had an ID. We had a room. We had a dormitory room with an <laughs> address. Is, apparently, at that time, that was enough. That was enough. Well, we were highly qualified individuals. <laughs> Absolutely for, nothing. For credit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, we got these cards. Okay. So, um, now let's go a little forward. Now, we had the initial cards that we got from registration in August when school started. And somehow, I don't know, does anybody remember how we found out we could get more credit cards at the mall with the stores? Because... Augusta was a small city, and the mall was like a hobby, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Which is where we spent a lot of time. Augusta's we did. We kind went to of the mall slow a lot. and quiet. It was, and we spent a lot of time at the mall. And then you go in there, you start looking, you're kind of browsing around, and then you always have like a sales clerk say, "Hey, you can get an extra 
ten percent off of your apply oh, for a credit card. Is that today. what it was? Yeah, there was the always that credit. incentive, that, that instant credit. And you know, when you're in college, you're always looking for a discount. Yeah. So that was definitely yeah. enticing, because you we didn't want to no use. Money. We're talking about discount. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you didn't want to use your available cash because you had to eat. Right. You know, right. so if you could do these things on credit, yeah, then you definitely want to take you know advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we took advantage. We did. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And then they did. Then then they took advantage. <laughs> yeah. Well, they did that initially. Right. When we signed, when we walked up to the student center, the activity center. We yeah. got us one. Yep. <laughs> we got a few. Oh, <laughs> Hundred. So uh, so yeah, we started with those cards, and then we we discovered we could get these store cards at the mall. And um, okay, so let me tell you what I can remember owning. I had riches. I didn't know where Riches was, so you guys schooled me on Riches because we didn't have Riches in Chicago. I had Riches. I had um, The Limited, I guess. I had, um, what else did I have? I can't even remember. I should remember because we're going to talk about this later on in this story. But I had, I had, had a, a Visa or, or a MasterCard, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I did have yeah. a Visa, MasterCard. I, I probably had about five. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess I had about five. And How still many did no job. No, no job. No, yeah. no yeah. job. Mm-hmm. How many did you have, Carla? I had... Riches, Macy's, Limited, Express. Oh, I had Express. Mm-hmm. And then I had the, the Visa card. Okay. So it's five, huh? About five. Yeah. Five credit cards and no job. And no job. And we don't know what the interest rate was. We have no idea. No, I have no idea what the interest rate was. I, I don't even know when the pay I have free money. I don't care. even know what the billing cycle was. But we'll get to that. But we didn't understand that at that time. <laughs> what did you have? Um, I, I, I do remember having riches, um, limited or express. I don't know if they were one in the same at the time. Um, they weren't. Okay. So that's three. Learner. Yes. I did have learners. Yep. I had learners and I did have, um, it had to be a visa or a MasterCard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That I could use anywhere. Yeah. That's what I, yeah. All right. So Carla said the most responsible thing she did was buy contacts. Let me tell you. The only thing I can remember, memorable, make memorable, or that is memorable, with my credit card, you guys know I loped. Remember I loped in 1994? I do. Who went with me to buy my elope outfit? Somebody went with me. I don't remember who it was. I went to Rich's. And I bought my suit that I looped. I remember that. <laughs> I didn't. I don't think that I was with you, but I remember you I came back remember to the dorm. I can't remember buying with yeah, my car. I that was anything that. of any importance that I I, I held on to it for a while. That yeah. was my sense. That's the only thing I and some sunglasses. Yeah, I remember that was buying your wedding sunglasses. gown at the time. I bought my wedding gown. Yes. It was a suit, a two piece cream suit. I bought it at Riches. Yes, I remember that. That memories. was like the most responsible thing I did with that. Yep, I don't have any of those stories. money. No. Nope. And I, I don't have anything. <laughs> well, now it's 29 years later. I don't have anything mm-hmm. <laughs> from it. But, uh, yeah, that was interesting. Keisha, what was your most responsible? Yeah, thing? I don't have any of those memories. Nothing. Nothing no. at all. You sure? I'm Nothing. positive. Okay. Just so. that. That's memorable. So, basically, we had no real gain. We bought no, no assets. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing we could hand down to anybody. Nothing at all. No, nothing we held on to. Nothing for but wisdom years. at this part. Wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we gained wisdom at we don't know how much percent interest. Right. Yeah, it definitely fees. cost us. Yes, it definitely <laughs> cost us. We we don't know exactly how much it cost, but we got it. A it bunch. cost a lot. Yeah. yeah. It, it I guess we'll us. talk about that later in the segment, yeah. but I can tell you what that cost me. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, so for the younger listeners, I don't know how many younger listeners I have. I would love for you guys to respond or 
make notes, comments on any of my social media pages. Um, we're going to tell the younger listeners to don't fall for that scam. Mm-hmm. Um, they are just entrapping you into future debt. I'm going to talk a lot in the future podcast episodes about the debt traps of America because Mm -hmm. there are so many of them. Yeah. (laughs) So I have an 18 year old and he's working part time. But, you know, my thing is my issue is not the credit. It's the responsibility of the credit. And so it's important to establish credit because I do want him to have, you know, a credit credit history, but I want it to be a positive credit history. So I need him to understand that, yes, you do need to establish credit. That's important in this country. That's the way we kind of make decisions on how, you know, how you are able to actually interact in this, in this world. But whatever you do, it has to be a responsible credit decision. So that's what I'm trying to take my knowledge to give to him now that nobody gave to me. And like Keisha was saying before, you know, being a first time, um, the person in your family that's first to go to college, you don't go in with that knowledge. But now we have it. So you always want better for your kids. And so you want to give them that knowledge now so they can lay that foundation so they don't have to go through what we went through. Yeah. And I think it, I think, you know, the the financial industry took notice of that because Mm -hmm. now uh, credit card companies are not allowed to sit on college campuses anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, They outlawed that some years ago. They did. They did. So I'm glad that that happened. But Um, I think you can still go to the mall. But I, you can well, as long as you're 18. Under, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah but but the good thing is now they can't sit on a campus <laughs> right. and just kind of that um, registration, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just you know, do it that way. So at least they they took notice of that and made some changes. So that's a good thing. Okay, so how long we're going to go into more detail? How long did it take you to recover? <laughs> at least from that part of ruining our credit, because honestly, I. I don't remember paying any bills in college. I don't ever remember. Maybe I paid a couple. I do. Let me take that back. I remember making a couple of payments because I did start working by sophomore year. Remember, I worked at Regency Mall. Uh, So I did have a job at Regency Mall sophomore year. I'm thinking maybe I must have paid. And then we passed the summer. So I went home to Chicago. I had a summer job. So I think I did try to pay for a while. Yeah, I I definitely did pay. an epiphany for me was um, I remember one time where I would get a bill and like so if I didn't have the money I would say well I'll just double up right the next, the next time oh, okay and so you know that's what I did and I felt like well I paid it we so what's the problem <laughs> yeah so you know but I didn't understand the nuances of actually how credit rated you based on on-time payments or even what an on-time payment was I just felt like well I if I didn't pay this payment but I doubled up the next one I'm good. that I right. yeah that I made my payment right, and then right. <laughs> yeah so you know that was and I, and I remember calling um then because I expected my limit to be my availability credit availability to be more than what it was. And so I called them (laughs) in the late fee, right? Mm -hmm. And so I called them and said, well, well, I paid this. So I don't understand why I don't have this available credit. You know, I need to use it. I need some shoes or (laughs) something. And so that's when she explained to me, well, you didn't pay it the first time when it was due by the due date. So now you're late. Yeah. So now you have a late fee. You had the interest now from that. And so it just ate up. And I was like, well, but then why didn't you tell me that? Right. You know, so, you know, having that education and that um, just experience with credit, I think is so important 
you know, we had to learn the hard way, yeah. the school of hard knocks. But, you know, that's why I'm so glad you're doing this podcast, mm -hmm. um, Kai, because I think it's just shedding light on helping parents to understand. Don't keep credit a secret from your, your kids. No. You know, help them understand that so they may not have to fall into some of those traps. Mm -hmm. um, and they can, when they see it coming, they can recognize that, oh, this is what they were talking about. Oh, this is how I handle that. So I think it's great that you're doing this. Um, because it definitely, through our experiences, and I'm sure many other people have had experiences like this as well, it really helps, you know, to further have that conversation and broaden the discussion, you know, around credit, which is kind of mystical to a lot of people. So, so yeah, so thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, no problem. And I can tell you that the first job that I applied for after graduating from school was at a bank. And my interview and everything went great. It was awesome. But guess what? They had to pull your credit report. And my credit score did not allow me to get that job. So that credit, those decisions have followed me, have followed me from then all the way up until I got ready to go into the world as a working person. Now I'm, I'm past 18. I'm well into my 20s now. And I can't get a job because my credit was still in the dump. So you have to think about all of those things. Your decisions affect all of that. You know, the problem was nobody told us we were actually going to graduate. No. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good and they time in Augusta. And they told us we were going to graduate. Maybe we would have prepared Maybe differently. But when we graduated, time. it's like you're in the world yeah. and you actually need... Yeah. To possibly get some place to stay, because it's not like right. you want to leave college and go back to your parents' house, right? So I got, I got, I got semi lucky since I eloped and went to Louisiana with a husband. Right, right. he had decent credit. Right. So I, I, I was able to skim by for yeah. a year using his if decent we were credit. Only that lucky. <laughs> but I still had to clean mine up. But right, you know, partnering with his credit helped me a little bit. Right, right. and because of his job in the military, he had to pay his bills. So then I had to pay my bills, so it helped. Right. But still, I mean, I, he didn't pay my bills. Yeah. He was like, this is your problem. <laughs> <laughs> I married you, not the bills. Yeah, right, he exactly. Like, Dude, you on your own with these bills. I'm going to take care of my part in the household, and that other stuff is on you. So apparently I was on my own with my credit. I thought I was in this wonderful marriage, and he was going to save me. And, um, yeah, that's not how marriage necessarily works. Mm -mm. Uh, so then I had to figure it out. Yeah. I had to figure out how to pay my bills. I still had no real job. I actually transferred schools. So I was going to a school in Louisiana. I didn't have a real job, but I had to still keep paying these credit card bills. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you briefly, I'll share with everybody briefly what I did to start repairing my own credit. It really started here. It was late night television and there was an infomercial. I'm up watching infomercials. And you know, those, those commercials, if you buy right now, you get the free pin with your purchase. Mm. Or if you buy right now, there's free shipping. It was literally an infomercial for a book that was called Know Your Rights. I still have it. It's on my bookshelf. So in the Know Your Rights book, on the infomercial, they talked about, oh, how to buy used cars and um, just all kinds of little things, little contract con contractual things that people don't read fine, fine print. And in the infomercial, they said something about repairing your credit, how to fix your credit. And I was like, ooh, I, I need that book. Now, remind everybody, this is now in 1994, mm -hmm. 94, 95, 96. And 
their internet still not very popular. You know, we didn't, we didn't have all the access to things that we have today. So it was an infomercial, know your rights. I bought the book off the infomercial. And when the book came, I read that chapter in detail, maybe three or four times. Cause it was, it was just one chapter. And in the book, it told you to um, dispute anything that was wrong. Go through your order. Your first of all, how to order credit. Cause I hadn't even ordered a credit report yet. So I ordered my credit. I combed through everything it said to look and make sure everything was accurate. It was the right company. It was the right amount you owed. Everything was correct. They had the right person, the right balances. And then it had sample letters in the book. It said, if anything is wrong, you have to type up this letter and send it to the three different credit bureaus and tell them that it's either completely wrong, it should be removed, or it's wrong because the balance is off or the name is spelled wrong or whatever it was. So I literally followed the instructions in the book word for word. Now, I help a lot of people with credit. Mm -hmm. That is my number one to number two request I get mm -hmm. for financial coaching. Oh, yeah. Is help with credit. And it's not a quick fix. No. So I got the book. I read the book. And the other part is um, in the book, it told me to make offers. You know, if they said you owed a thousand and you know, you really only owed eight, 600, but they tacked on all these fees mm -hmm. and late charges. It said, make an offer, tell them you'll give them $500. So of course, then I had to save up my money, get the $500 in cash, ready to go, write the letter. It was old school. So they mm -hmm. either had to write me back or they called me on the phone or I had to call a 100 number, whatever it was. And when I called the number, it was like, let's make a deal. That show was on TV back then. So it was literally, <laughs> let's make a deal. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is learners. Mm. And I know I charged up uh, $500 worth of stuff that I don't even own anymore and can't mm -hmm. fit or don't wear, don't exactly. want, out of style. It ain't no more homecomings. I don't even want it. But uh, I see you say I owe you a thousand. Can I, can I give you $500? Will you take it off my credit? Mm -hmm. Remove it completely. That was always asked if they will delete it completely off your credit. Mm -hmm. Some companies would do it. Some companies are like, no way. You are going to suffer for seven years mm -hmm. with this on your history. Let it affect your score for the next seven years because by law, that's what they can do. Mm -hmm. um, but I did that. It took me, I'm going to guess probably, I don't know, about 12 to 18 months to to save enough money, Do write it. all the letters, mm -hmm. call and negotiate. I made my own little spreadsheet. So I remember who I called last, what offers I made, what, who accepted what. This was even, we just barely had email at that point, like accessible email to everybody. Right. So I know I was able to get a couple companies to email me the letter right away because you want everything in writing. Mm -hmm. If they agree to it, ask them to send it to you ASAP because if it doesn't get corrected on your credit, you can send it to the bureau yourself and they'll correct it. So I did that. I did that process and it took at least 12 to 18 months to get everybody paid off. And then even for another seven years, it dragged my score down. I mean, it, it started improving slowly, mm -hmm. but you know, for those that don't know, after you pay the debt off, unless you've gotten them to agree to remove it, completely delete mm -hmm. it from your record, it still shows on there with a zero balance, but you had all those months of late payments, you made a settlement. They actually can put that on the credit to paid less than as agreed. That goes on. That's a negative mark on your credit. And so when I bought my first car, I had to have a co-signer. 
And, you know, it's just this long, drawn-out story. So that's what happened with me. I think in all it took probably about five or six years. Mm -hmm. About five or six years, I started seeing major improvement in my credit score. And from there, I never really ruined my credit again. Um, But, yeah, Yeah. it took a while. It's a process. Probably. For sure. So what did you guys do? I remember going through that same process. I found out about the dispute process as well. And I got so um, mesmerized by credit um, that I actually ended up making kind of a career out of myself. <laughs> but um, because it was so intriguing and mystifying mm-hmm. and I wanted to figure it out. And so, you know, I went through that process. I learned how to dispute. But also what I found in that situation was I had to get a secure credit card. Mm-hmm. So I literally had to put my money where my mouth was. Yeah. So, you know, I came to the point where... How are you going to ask a credit company to trust you if you don't trust yourself? Mm -hmm. So I actually had to save some money, get a secure credit card, which um, a secure credit card is a credit card where you put your own money in as the limit. So I would have to give the credit card company, I think it was like $300 at the Mm -hmm. time. They would hold the $300 and then that became my limit. So I had the ability to charge up to that three hundred dollars. But it is but a great tool in step. It is absolutely even now is a great tool in step. Yeah, pay. yeah, right. they, they would take money. the money back. <laughs> right. Absolutely, but that would is, is, was an incentive to me. Like if I really wanted to get serious, mm-hmm. let me put my money on the line right. because I knew at that point, like you did, Kai. I went through that dispute process, you know. But some of all of it didn't come off, mm-hmm. and so I realized that I had to start building a positive profile Mm -hmm. to offset the negative because I came to understand that credit ages. And so as it aged, it didn't wait as much. Mm -hmm. So I had to produce some good payments Mm -hmm. so I could show the creditors, like, I can pay I can't pay on time, right? Now that I understand. Right. But, I mean, but it took me getting denied. Like I said, I, you know, I, I never really focused on what happens after I graduated from college. Right. And so, you know, I had a lifestyle in which I didn't want to stay with my parents. And so mm-hmm. I had to go get an apartment. And then I got denied for a couple. And I was like, I feel it. <laughs> I want to stay by myself. <laughs> so, you know, I had to figure that out. And mm-hmm. so, of course... The bad part about it is that when you have credit that's not up to standard, you pay more, mm-hmm. right? So I had to pay extra deposits. You know, I had to jump through all of these hoops. And it, you know, it makes you work harder. And it then does. you don't feel good about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So that that was my process. Like, I, I, I did the same thing Kai did, but I also did the secure credit card mm-hmm. because I felt like I had to prove to myself that I was a good credit risk because – before I felt comfortable going, you know, out and saying, yeah, with confidence. Right. Yeah. You Applying can lead to something to me. Right. nervous. Right. You're nervous. Oh, my right. goodness. You I know you're going to get denied. I know. Like, Please let it come back. But at least let still me give me my 20% off because I did apply. Right. <laughs> I put the application. Right. I did what you said. But, you know, but that wasn't enough anymore, you know, just getting a discount. I really wanted to feel valued. And the fact that my credit wasn't good, I didn't feel valuable in that financial sense. And so that really matured me because I wanted to be able to, you know, be confident that if I fill this application out, I'm going to get this, right? Because I can pay you back. So that became important to me. So that was kind of how, where my turning point started. 
Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm the epitome of a hard head makes a soft behind. Karma. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm better now, but then I will tell y'all right now, I took a completely opposite approach. <laughs> And it was not responsible. Like that car. So we right. Once you find out that it takes seven years before it falls off your credit, I thought, I'm going to wait them out. <laughs> <laughs> I have no major purchases to make. <laughs> I live with my mom. <laughs> and that's what I did. You'll get your money when you need You'll get it or never. <laughs> so if it takes seven years from the time. No, I have got to tell this story <laughs> about <is>. Carla. <laughs> This is the God's honest truth. I remember I was with Carla, and a creditor called. Carla was like, she moved to Africa. And I, moved to Africa. And I thought, well, that's a strategy. That is a strategy. <laughs> it worked. Seven years, it was over. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not the most responsible approach, but what you really have to do is educate yourself on what you have to do to get your credit straight. I knew I was not going to be making any major purchases in the next seven years. I lived with my mother, so I didn't pay any major bills. Oh, we're going to wait this out. <laughs> Guarantee you. We're going to see who needs who I first. I bet you need me before Right. I need you. And guess what? They all fell off of my credit report. Because <laughs> by law, they have to. They have to. <laughs> now, it is not, like, for people, feasibly, it, it, you have to look at your situation. If you have a situation where you know you have to rebuild your credit because you got to find somewhere to stay, mm. you need a car or transportation, this will not work for you. But if you're in a situation where you don't have a whole lot of bills to pay, the car that I had, I got somebody to co-sign for me. I wasn't in any major distress financially. So seven years, it's a win-win. And that's how I treat my credit now. Yeah. So I've had very good credit now for probably, I don't know, 15, 20 years mm -hmm. consecutively. But I'm not obsessed about my credit. No. I don't pull it all the time. I don't check. I don't even, you know, I just, it is what it is. Yes. My score always teeters between a certain amount, which gets me whatever I really want. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, I don't really obsess about my credit. What I do is what you just said, Carla. Mm -hmm. When I know I'm... I. I plan out my purchases. Correct. Major purchases are planned in advance. Like, mm -hmm. I am going to buy a Tesla. I'm just mm -hmm. going to put it out there now. It's Ooh. not soon, but my next car purchase will be a Tesla. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing my research now. What mm -hmm. kind, what model, what price point do yeah. I want to pay? Mm -hmm. What I do is when I know I have a purchase coming up, mm -hmm. then I pull my credit, mm -hmm. start looking at the score. I start uh, researching interest rates. Okay, yeah. this bank wants this interest rate. I mean, this score to get this interest rate. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's what I do. Mm -hmm. And my I husband and I, gonna, yeah, we're I working on a house thing. now. Yeah, yeah I so do the same thing. Yeah. It's a job. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're really working to purchase something major, watching your credit is a job. Mm -hmm. It's something you have to watch all the time. Like, right now, we're trying to buy a house. So, we can't have those influxes. You know, we have to keep very constant mm -hmm. over a period of time. So, we really have had to work on that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Khalid's car is, like, falling apart. <laughs> But he owns it, and he can't get rid of it right mm -hmm. now. So we like that's those are the things that we have to think about that you have to do when you're really thinking about making a purchase. Um, but you're right. When you get older, I think that it does change because whereas you used to watch it all the time, all the time, now you're kind of like, okay, hold on, mm -hmm. you know, let, let's look and see if it if it is something coming up that we need to do, we'll take better care of it. But I think your objective for this is that when you're young. 
you start out with a clean slate. Yes. So you want to prevent from having to have all those pitfalls. You know, yep. just try to keep yep. it as straight as possible. It, it, it's so much easier. It and really so what is. our parents didn't know, Curtis. and I don't know if my mother, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't know. My parents didn't know, my mom or my father. And did they have the credit to do it anyway? I don't know. But right. um, nowadays that I've studied credit, I've taught credit for so long, if you are a parent now of a teenager, mm-hmm. it's always good if you have decent credit. A good thing to do is to put your child on your credit accounts mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Put their name mm-hmm. as an authorized user or a co-signer mm-hmm. on one of your accounts and let the child's credit build off of your credit. Right. Mm-hmm. If you start them 15, 16 years old, mm-hmm. you give them two or three years of piggybacking off of your credit. When mm-hmm. they go to college, they already have good credit. Or yep. when they get out of college, they already have good credit. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing, you know, kind of one way to cheat the system. There's a certain class of people that already know this and have been doing it for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's something that I hope that I can start educating yeah. and putting out there that we should start doing it for our children as well. Um, like talking about children. Uh, when I first started teaching, I taught almost specifically children only. Mm-hmm. So I've been in a lot of elementary schools. I've been in a lot of middle schools here in Atlanta. I actually taught at Spelman for two semesters. One year, I think I had a freshman class, or one semester was a freshman. One semester was a sophomore class. And in that class at Spelman, all I taught them was the basics of finance. Now, they're mm-hmm. already in college. Right. Mm-hmm. They could have had the credit cards already. Yeah. But I took them back a step, and I said, okay, this is how this actually works. Mm-hmm. If you do this, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. We mm-hmm. talked about they were all in like a job program. So right. we talked about getting the job, checking the credit. And back, Carla, you said it, or Keisha, both of you guys said it. Back in our day, when we came out of college, they didn't use credit for quite everything. Right. When we came out, credit was for cars yeah. and apartments yep. and some, some jobs. jobs. Not I was all jobs. Right, exactly. It is 2020 and credit is everything. It's everything. You're not Absolutely. getting anything credit is cash. in yeah. America. Insur- insurance. I mean, everything. everything. pulling your credit for everything. Yeah. So it is very important yeah. these days it is. to make sure that you maintain some level of credit. I have never gotten to the 800s yet. Closest yeah. I've ever seen when I pulled my credit has been a 780. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not pressed about 800. I right. kind of, I laugh and joke. I'm like, oh, I want to get to the 800 club. I want to get to, I have a couple friends on Facebook. We talk about the 800 club. I know people who have 800 scores. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of half-assed trying yeah. to get there. Yeah. Eh, maybe I will, maybe I won't. I can get everything I really need at like a 750 and yeah. I'm over a 750. So I really don't worry about it. Yeah. But right. One day I'll get to 800 and that'll yeah. be nice and we'll celebrate. <laughs> you know, I'll have a little party. About Tesla? I'll buy my Tesla. Right. Maybe yeah, with that, that old my Tesla. I am buying my Tesla. Right. I drive a, a, a um, what's a my Prius? car now? A Prius. Yeah. <laughs> but I have a, um, it's both. It's yeah. gas and electric. Yeah. Right. So I'm it's going a hybrid. a hybrid. That's the word. Thank okay. you. I have a hybrid. But I was even just telling Keisha earlier, you know, my mom just turned 70. Mm-hmm. And so her gift to herself is a, a new car. There you go. She's getting a new Mercedes, Ooh. but she's paying cash for it. That's mm. what I'm talking about. So her generation, my mother was never really taught to use credit she just never was that wasn't her thing it's not a bad thing to not be in debt yeah it's a great feeling yeah it is yeah absolutely absolutely definitely but my grandfather was the same way so she got that from from him he never financed any cars he just never did yeah if he couldn't afford it he didn't get it Mm -hmm. and it's hard in this society because 
social media plays such a part with young people. You, you want to emulate what you see other people have. And er, like on social media, everybody's a celebrity. You see the highlights. That's everybody's all you see. Hi- everybody, but they don't show you the down parts, the hi- except for Keisha, who's not even on social media. Right? We don't. And even. I have a stress-free life. <laughs> everybody's life are highlights. I know. We're not gonna talk about that. Yeah. Thank you, Keisha. Keisha is not on social media. So yeah, if you guys are gonna look for Keisha, check my page. You may <laughs> you may catch a glimpse of her somewhere on my page. <laughs> But don't look for her on Instagram. No, but I have a website. I just don't oh, have social yes. media. Would you like to share any of your information? <laughs> Correct. Keisha does work. Keisha has um, financed some houses for me in the past. She's been doing this Go a long time. How many times have I worked with you, Keisha? Oh, I've worked with Keisha several, several times. Yeah. Oh, y'all old. Several. Yeah. Ooh, oh, I'm goodness. telling you. Who's yeah. old? 40 is a new 30, girl. Mm. <laughs> Depending on who you ask. <laughs> we are Gen X. Well, you asked me, so that's my answer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so if you guys want to reach out to Keisha, I'll let her give her information. Yeah, so I work for a great company called Prosperity Home Mortgage, and I work um, in community lending. So I, my job is to help the underserved population, uh, you know, take their piece of the American pie. So I help the underserved communities um get into housing and it's very rewarding and it's challenging and i love it and um yeah so i have a long web address so go for it repeat it a couple of times oh it's super slowly long. well how about you just po- put it on your I, website i'm going, it's going to do both okay. i'm going to do both I'm okay. going to say, it. say it and i'm going to share it say it go ahead keisha you can do it it's keisha K E I S H A Harris H A R R I S at P H M Loans dot com. All right. Yeah. Thank you for that. Plug. Oh, no problem. I so that. give Keisha a call. She's worked. Oh, okay. We want you to repeat it one more time. One more time. Okay. It's Keisha Harris. So it's K E I S H A Harris H A R R I S at phmloans.com and Carla just made a dance out of it. <laughs> Keisha dot, Keisha Harris at phmloans.com. And well, it'll be on my site. So yeah, you guys will you. see it on my page. So reach out to Keisha if you are in need of a mortgage, if you're trying to buy a house, your first home porch purchase. Keisha teaches as much in credit as I do. She's been doing it as many years as I've as I have been doing it. So she is great. Carla. Yes, ma'am. Would you like to share anything? I'm just happy to be here. Uh, well, let's go back to. I'm happy how about advice? to be out of the house uh, yeah. today. Carla and I have daughters that are exactly six weeks apart. Yes, I ma'am. Think they're six weeks yes. apart. That is true. So, yeah, they are a joy. Six yeah. weeks to the day. Yes. So, mine just turned 10. And. <gasps> Sila just turned 10, and Skylar will be 10 on the 2nd of December. Is that the right date? Yeah, Skylar will be 38 on the 2nd of December. Sila's <laughs> <laughs> a teenager, so we don't Jeez. From, she's Louise. in my clothes now. It's it's a hot mess. Skylar can wear my shoes. Oh, is Yes, yeah, a whole other thing. Sila be in my clothes. Let's not. No, let's not. Jesus Talk about please. it. Yeah. Life is very interesting at my house yeah. right now with virtual school. You want to sleep in a bed with me? You can wear my clothes. No, nah, <sighs> you, you can fit my clothes. You girl, get out the bed, girl. Go. Okay. This, this is a, a whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Correct. This is about well, speaking of, it's a great time to teach your children about <laughs> yes, credit. It is. This is the perfect age, and you know, like. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> with that segue, I actually started my son. Like, I used to make him go to classes with me mm-hmm. when we talked about mm-hmm. credit. And, you know, he had to take a couple of student loans out for college. Mm-hmm. But I made that actually work for him. Yeah. And so... When he was 22, he was able to buy his first house. Yeah. But he didn't have any credit cards. We used the student loans. Yeah. Um, because that was in, you know, he hadn't started paying them back. But as long as they're on your report, they're it's reporting positive. Credit. <laughs> right. So, store. you know, we used that, yeah. you know, um, in order to do it. So, yeah, he started, he started young. He was yeah. at 22. So. One of my nieces yeah. right now, she's working on purchasing her first home and she did not have student loans oh. um she was on band scholarship but she applied briefly for um, um grad school mm-hmm. and she took out loans mm. and it has now started to kind of impact her ability to get qualified for the amount that she wants so, right. so her issue right now is that she has gotten qualified but she wants more the debt you know, to income ratio. That's what it is. And she's a school teacher. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, that's not an easy win either way. But, you know, she's just, it's a frustration, I know. But like I tell her, and I say to any young person now, responsibility is really the key. You have to manage yourself accordingly. You don't want to have to go through what we went through. I mean, we tease and we joke about it, but the reality of it is, it, it was stressful. It's, yeah. It can be very stressful. It's expensive. It was and very expensive. And we need to learn how to teach our kids, particularly in the community of, of people of color, how to start being responsible early and making impactful purchases early, not just clothes and shoes yeah. and stuff that don't that's not significant, but homes. Mm-hmm. And even once you get your first home, your second home. Mm-hmm. You know, rent that home, income properties. Those are the kinds of things I really want for young people to be able to do that we weren't able to do. Right. You know, it, it takes time to get to that level of responsibility. But if you can forego some of the errors that we made and do it now, you'll be a lot better off. So we are, like I said, we met 29 years ago at Payne College, freshman in college. I was two. Who? Yeah, I was seven. Um. <laughs> Look and at Carla, him the youngest, uh, Keisha, the youngest one sitting here. Um, who still has student loan debt? Do you Me, still have it? I, I do. I do. Oh, yeah. See, I got out of mine. I do have student I had loan debt. Enough of those people. I was fortunate. I, you know, I came into a little bit of a windfall at some point, and I took that money and got rid of those student loans. So. I think me and my student loans gonna be together till I'm gone. You know, when it stopped giving me credit on taxes too, then I was like, oh shoot, I really, when I stopped getting some type of financial credit um, back from the government, yeah. yeah, I was real done with that. Was, this yeah. ain't even a two-way relationship it's anymore. You just taking from me, I'm not getting nothing. You're not back. getting anything back. I was like, I quickly put that on the list. Yeah. I paid off my car, and then I paid off those student loans. Yeah. That was the second thing I and, paid. And I think that's important that you brought that out because I think. Um, many people don't understand how the deferral or the forbearance of student loans can really mm. become like a tumbleweed yeah. and just keep growing and yep. growing and, and that's growing all it does. And growing and then you find yourself, you could find yourself in a place. I see it every day mm-hmm. as I'm looking at mm-hmm. trying to qualify people and, you know, I have to get creative and all that, but you know, it, it can end up being a true burden yeah. because it could keep you from getting yeah. what you feel like you've earned. Um, to get so yeah I'm glad you brought that up Kai because I think dealing with student loans Mm -hmm. and education around student loans is very important it is yeah and actually believe it or not your student loan payments if they're on time can count towards a positive payment Mm -hmm. um 
history. So you get longevity with those student loans. You do. Boy. You get you, a lot you of really longevity. Do. Um, but you don't want to be like a. You don't want it to be like a, a second. Like, that's not my other husband. Yeah, or it could become a house for some people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how the debts are now. Yeah. yeah. How they. How they. When I calculate the tuition. Yeah. Well, the tuition. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Because we went to paying. It wasn't it ten thousand a year. Eleven thousand. It wasn't 000. that much at that time. It wasn't with room and board. Right. It yeah. was like ten or 11, for the whole oh, year. I was on partial scholarship. Yeah. 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 But you know, paying was more expensive <laughs> now because it was a private of school. There were no state Even more expensive. I'm pretty sure it was like eleven thousand dollars. That was room, board, and tuition was eleven thousand. Yeah. a year it was yeah. five thousand something a semester yeah even yeah. with state schools my nephew is paying like twenty thousand dollars a oh, year yeah. for state school that is ridiculous. so it's 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 expensive that and then when he gets crazy. a job he won't be making that no exactly yeah exactly. so that's the, that's, that's gonna be a whole nother show yeah i know i'm gonna invite you back definitely i'm not trying to cut you off I mean, that's no, all yeah. real estate that mm-hmm. is gonna be a yeah. whole nother episode yeah. because you hit on something really important carla First home purchases, I have figured that out too. So I'm gonna yeah. we're gonna cover that in detail in another show. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something Keisha said that I wanted to hit on. I can't remember, but um, oh later later in the show. So this episode was about credit, and I specifically wanted to go back mm-hmm. talk about the history, mm-hmm. what we did, how we repaired it, how then we had to build it up. Everybody who's listening in the audience, I am going to. We'll have some contests. Well, I, I won't say contests. I'm, I'm going to run some programs. Mm-hmm. So when we revisit credit again, I'm going to have a program that anybody can join in for free where we'll do our own self-credit challenges. Mm, so I'm going to go. Good. Yeah, that's I'm really going to go over some. I, I need that now. Even oh, now. fans, you're getting a treat from Kai. <laughs> Coming from her. That's so amazing. Free my programs. Credit is not an 800. I, I, there are things mm-hmm. I could do mm-hmm. that I just haven't done, yeah. but there are things I can do. So I'm going, when I come back to credit again, I'm going to have a challenge for mm-hmm. everybody. Well, we're going to create our own challenges. Mm-hmm. I'll probably put together three of the most common ones. Mm-hmm. We'll go over them in detail. You can select which one up to which three you want to participate in. And we'll kind of do it together as a group. There'll be places that we can communicate with each other. You can ask me questions. And then we're going to celebrate wins. We're yes. going to celebrate That's everybody's amazing. wins. That's awesome. Okay? Okay. So, hey, I have a question for yes, you, a, a credit question. I don't know if, if any of your audience may ask. But you see all of these people now that advertise this, let me fix your credit for X, Y, Z. So I've never used one. Just like I said, I bought the uh, Know Your Rights book from the infomercial at midnight Mm -hmm. and I did it myself. Yes. Because I've never personally used one, it's hard for me. I can't call out names, but Mm -hmm. I I watch a lot of different. um, I I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm in the finance world. I I, I listen and watch a lot of financial Mm -hmm. people speak. So apparently there are credit companies out here that, I don't know if they're complete fraud companies or I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not really sure what they do, but I hear a lot about they haven't done what they've promised to do. Mm-hmm. Some of them are very costly. Yeah. Like I hear what people are paying per month on some of them. Like you could be taking that money and calling the place yourself right. and making a settlement. So I'm not I think it's say, intimidating to people. Like I think like that say, it's so intimidating to people well, you that you feel like you need, number, right. You need somebody to else to do, to do it, it for yeah, you. Right. People get scared. They don't feel empowered to do it. That's the thing. 
And I didn't want to look at mine either when no, I first. No, no, that, yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is work. To pull your yeah. credit report. I was about crying when I had to pull that report. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't owe that much money in, in all, but um, yeah. So, but there are some that I know do work. Right. Yes. Exactly. Um, do. And I actually have a friend. I will share her information. Um, I'll just call her name out. Geraldine Andre. She has a credit repair program. Mm-hmm. I trust her. I know her personally. So I'll share her information. If that's something you want to do, you'd rather use a third party mm-hmm. company to do it. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I don't do credit repair. Right. So people do ask me all the time. I will do credit counseling. Yes. I will sit down with anybody. I will go through the credit with mm-hmm. you. No judgment. We will pull your credit. All three will go through it. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you strategically kind of how to tackle it. Yeah. Like what will help you improve your scores quickly. Yeah. You know, what order you want to go in, what you want to dispute, what you don't want to dispute or bother with. I'll do that with you. Yeah. But I'm not credit repair, Kai. Yeah. I'm not going to, you're not going to hand me your credit and $100 and then I'm going to fix it. For right. You. I don't have yeah. the time. For but that. I do think that for some people, credit repair is a, a viable absolutely. thing. Like they really yeah, need absolutely. credit some repair. Some people aren't numbers people. Some yeah. people can't. Exactly. Just, they don't. You know, they don't that attention to detail. They just they lack that. Exactly. And you kind of have to be organized. You do. And it can be very overwhelming. Yes. Especially. Yeah. You got to have some patience. So I said you have the. It's like a job. You have to keep your eye on it all the time. Which is why I don't do credit repair. (laughs) I could do it, but I run an agency full time. Right. I don't have the time to To do that and that. Right. Debt collectors all day long. So, but I will help you. I'll sit down and go through it with you. I'll help, you know, I'll help people find what they need to do mm-hmm. and write down the steps. Yeah. And so we're going to do that as a group mm-hmm. um, coming up here in the future. I've got the next several shows planned out, but when I s- cycle back around to credit, cause we've got a lot of topics that I'll be covering on the podcast. Mm-hmm. When we cycle back around to credit, that's where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. We'll do our own self challenges. And then throughout the weeks, we'll keep touching base. Maybe every week or every couple weeks we'll touch base and we'll see how everybody's doing. That's great. That's awesome, Kai. All right. So um, that pretty much wraps it up. I'm going to give you guys um, any last words that you want to share, any words of advice. If you want to shout out to your family, your friends, (laughs) this is your minute. Do whatever you want with it. Carla, huh? what you want to say? <laughs> you know, I always got something to say. I always got something to say. No, the, the, this was awesome. I think mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity for people that are trying to get their, you know, proverbial feet wet mm-hmm. with credit and learn and know what to do. And it's never too late. Because no, um, America's not going to stop using credit. They're not. <laughs> and just understand to be patient and don't be so hard on yourself because guess what? Everybody messes up. We all do. Yep. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're put in situations where financially you just can't do it. Like with everything that has gone on with the pandemic and people losing jobs, some people haven't been able to pay credit card bills. They just can't. They want to eat. <laughs> they want to have somewhere to live. So, you know, don't be hard on yourself and, and just understand that you are in a community of people that understand it more than you think. Right. So that's, that's my, my last thing. Thank you. Hey mama. Hey mama. Hey Dolly. <laughs> That's my mama, too. She's been my mama for 29 years. <laughs> Happy belated birthday, darling. Oh, child, she's not with that proper with a feet up. <laughs> Again, Keisha. Kai, this was amazing. Thank you for having Carla and myself um, yes. on. I think you sharing this and you doing this is going to be amazing for communities, yes. people to grow. 
and to get something that, you know, the opportunity to hear it Mm -hmm. in different ways and to, you know, draw something from it. So thank you. And thank you for having us. Um, The one thing that I would say that I learned about credit that made me realize it may not be the giant that you think it is. Credit is cyclical, Mm -hmm. meaning it runs in a cycle. Mm-hmm. So just like there was a season for you to mess it up, there could be a season for you to make it better. Mm-hmm. And so um, as stuff ages, you have an opportunity to make stuff good, you know, put new yep. stuff on. So just know just because you're in that maybe in a negative place right now or a place you're not happy with right now doesn't mean that, you know, later with on time payments or whatever you try decide to do that needs to be fixed to your credit, that it won't be fixed. So. You could definitely change credit. I guess that's the point of what I'm saying because it, it kind of runs in cycle. And something that somebody told me that I think is so true and so important, delay is not denial. Mm-hmm. Just because you can't have it today doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you can't get it tomorrow. Very true. So that's where when Carla and Kai were talking about the patience piece, just because you um, are delayed right now, that doesn't mean you're going to be denied later. So yep. you always have an opportunity. Like there's always hope. Yep. In credit. Perfect. Yes. Very good, Keisha. Hallelujah. Very much. Thank you, Kai Wilson. This Thank, is you, great. Kai. Thank you, Kai. Thank you, Kai We'll have this. you back. We'll have other topics. Keisha probably definitely will be back for real estate. <laughs> I'll Keisha be honored does to real come estate back. and mortgages. Carla, I'll, I'll just we, come hang out. Girl, <laughs> you know. back. They're, they're, I, I can't even think on top of my head all the topics I have already planned, but they're my friends, so they'll be around. Get used to hearing their voices. We'd be it's kind of hard to get them on the schedule, but that's okay. They yes, love me. We, we do. absolutely love you. Um, Unconditionally. So again, if everybody could please download this episode, I am now on all streaming locations. <laughs> I'm the, I'm figuring this out, you guys. You would think I would be the podcast queen or something, but I'm not. So I am now on Apple. I, I'm on everything. I'm on Stitcher, Podchaser, wow. Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I even heard myself on iTunes. Was not iTunes. Um, Tune Radio or something. I don't know. I'm all over the place. She in, so, she in there. I'm on YouTube. She's Yay. the it girl. I never used to watch YouTube ever in my life. And I'm yep. on YouTube. So um, I'm on Instagram and I am on Facebook. So you can go about anywhere now. I feel like I'm everywhere. You are everywhere, 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 but I feel like I'm everywhere. But Twitter, don't look for me on Twitter. Yeah, I don't understand Twitter. I don't don't even get it. It's not for me. Me neither. Um, Comment, like, subscribe, review, follow. Please leave comments. Please rate and review on Apple. I can't figure that out yet either. I don't. I don't know how to get my Apple scores or whatever. But I'm gonna figure that out. My social media. Okay. YouTube is ready, set, free. That's the YouTube. Facebook. My personal Facebook is Kai Wilson. My page Facebook is ready, set, free. My Instagram is ready.set.free. So you can find me at all those places. Now, when you search, I'm going to work on this. When you search my podcast on Apple Podcasts, I'm not able to get it to pop up when you put ready, set, free. I don't know if that's a glitch in the system. I'm going to work on it. But if you search me on Apple Podcasts, if you put my name, Kai Wilson, I come up as the first thing. So I'm working on that. But I share the links on all the social media 
places, platforms. So if you just click my link, it'll take you directly to it. So I just wanted to give that FYI because I'm working on Apple. I'm not sure how this stuff works, but we're learning and we're growing together. Yes. So thank you guys so much again. Thank you to everybody in all six countries. Apparently I said states earlier. <laughs> it was six countries. Same thing. So United States, Germany, France, Canada, Puerto Rico, and South Africa. And Puerto Rico is not a country, but they have it listed as a country on my, my analytics, so I'm going to say it's a country. So thank you very much for everybody who listened <laughs> in all the different countries. Everybody everywhere Everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate everybody who's been listening. So uh, we will be here again next Monday. If you have any suggestions, if you have any questions again, reach out. I will respond to everything that I receive. Thank you very much and have a good evening or morning or afternoon whenever we're we're recording Bye. at night. But you guys have a good day. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.